0: خوری فشی تا در روزی تا نخه
1: Before you, Lord. thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, to give the witness. Again. And thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, saith the Lord God. As in the days of Moses, it was my good pleasure to show my servant a glimpse of my glory. And there were those that rose up. There were those that rose up in the camp against him, against my servant, and against my glory. But yea, he was not moved, and I am not moved by naysayers and by jealousy of this world, by fleshly jealousy. Yea, I am moved by my passion for my people. I am moved with a passion that burns a blaze, a passion that burns brightly, a passion that I call you into. I call you, I invite you. It is my good pleasure to show you my glory. To tabernacle with you. It is my good pleasure, says the Lord. And I am pleased that you are calling out for my glory. I am pleased, says the Lord. It is a good smelling fragrance in my nostrils, your worship, your praise, your your hunger for more of me. And I'm calling you to come up hither, to come up closer. My hand is outstretched to you. Grab hold of what I have for you, says the Lord. Grab hold of what I have for you. It is glorious. It is good. My ways are perfect. My ways are right. My judgments are yes and amen. It is my good pleasure, says the Lord. It is my good pleasure to show you my glory and to change you from glory to glory into my likeness and my image, says the Lord. From glory to glory, I change you. So seek it, hunger and thirst for it, and you shall be filled, says the Lord. Do not allow yourself to listen to the naysayers. Do not allow yourself to listen to the voice of the spirit of Korah that comes against my anointed. But rather submit. Submit yourselves. Humble yourselves in the sight of God. Humble yourself. And I will lift you up, says the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Give him glory. Give him praise. Take your time. God's not watching the clock. Thank you, Lord. Father, we praise you this morning, God. We glorify your name, Jesus. God, we thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit, Lord. The Holy Ghost, your spirit, God. We thank you for your presence, Lord. God, we thank you for the gifts of the Spirit, Lord. God, we thank you for the gift of message and tongues and the gift of interpretation, God, and how you give witnesses, Lord, two and three witnesses, Lord. God, that a thing should be established, Father God. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We praise you, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, teach us your ways, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. let the church say Amen. amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Marjorie, I'm going to ask you, if you will, not right this second, but unless you feel led, come up right this second, um, to share what you shared with us uh, Wednesday morning about what you saw last Sunday. No time like the present, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Um, and... Exodus we read about the tabernacle that uh, the Israelite um, the Yilagi, the pattern that the Lord gave them um, it was a tabernacle and it had an altar court and um, most ho- mm, the holy place and the most holy place. the outer court is where uh, the burnt offering is and where the labor is and the holy place is the table of shoe bread and the candles. But in the most holy place is um, the, the the mercy seat. The whole the outer court is made out of brass. the inner court or the most holy place is nothing but gold, and it's there's a veil. Of, um. So what happens is when a person enters in, they go to the burnt offering, and out of the, or the, the priest goes to the high high priest goes to the burnt offering. And from that burnt offering, he gets a live coal and he goes into the holy place. And the holy place is where the remember they they, they had spices, know, they put it in the censer, like the Catholic church. Remember they have that something going, there's that smoke that comes. Um, but anyway, what the high priest does is he put, gets that live coal and he puts it in that uh, censer. Go, and, and uh, it's spices that God gave them there you know frankincense and something else you know ADG. and what he does is uh, when he he goes and there there's that smoke shot they go he goes into the most holy place and where it's just nothing but smoke i mean if that smell you know that smell that sweet smelling savor. Goes into the most holy place and and um, and God says that you know, um, uh, oh or you just linger in the holy place. Come up to where I am, God. Come draw near to me, in the most holy place. And that was the prophetic word that was given to was come draw near to me, and God says. Um, that's where worship is taking place that's where you know we we say how how awesome God is and from there you know revelation comes Things come your uh, blessing comes and God says yes. Amen.
1: Amen, amen. So, praise the Lord. So Sunday morning, last Sunday, we had message in tongues and interpretation. And in that interpretation was, um, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. And that he was calling us into his presence, into a deeper, into his presence, not, not, not him coming into our presence, but we come and draw into his presence. And if you go back and listen to Wednesday, um, the recording it actually is on our podcast. And so um, you can listen to that again, how she shared it. But God gave her the witness of the interpretation of tongues in a vision. So I wanted to share this with you for a couple of different reasons, because he will do that. Amen? Sometimes like as you're learning how God moves and how God does things and how He gives a witness, it's not lots of times people try to lean in and listen to what the the tongue the what's being said in tongues and they they miss it because they're focusing in on the, the language that's being spoken when it's not a language that we speak. Amen. If I tried to listen to someone who speaks Russian, and I try to make some sense out of it, I'm not going to make any sense out of it at all. Russian sounds nothing like English. Amen? Amen. So you, you can't do it that way. You have, to, you have to get the interpretation through the Spirit of God. You can't get it through your intellect. You can't get it through the what you think, or how you feel, or what you're going through. It, it, it often has nothing to do with you. It has something to do with someone else. It's for the edification of the church, and for the body. Amen? So, when she, I want to just, I want you to know that, I want you to understand that, that when she had a vision and God gave her the interpretation of tongues or part of it, at least through the vision, and that had, had I not been here to bring the interpretation of tongues or if I had lingered a little longer, maybe she would have brought it. But, you know, that's how it works. So, I, one of us had the witness and the other had the interpretation. Okay? So, in that, That vision that she just shared with you, she saw that with her eyes. She's in her spiritual eyes. And she saw that vision, the holiest of holies, going beyond the veil. So you're going beyond, he's calling us to go beyond the outer courts, beyond coming into the holy of holies, into the holiest of holies. Amen? And so that is what God has been speaking to us over the past couple of weeks, just more intensified, more more. More so than before. It's intensified, right? And so he wants us to understand. He's calling us into this place, and it's more of an urgent calling. It's more of an urge. He's The Spirit is urging us into getting deeper into worship, taking our worship game to a whole nother level. Amen? So um, I wanted her to share that with you so you could kind of hear the way that she saw it and the way that she understood it. And if you get a chance to go back, and I encourage you to go back and listen to um, how she shared it Wednesday. Um, So Friday night at worship um, here, on Friday nights we have a worship service. And that worship service is not meant for us to come in here and stare at the worship leaders and just watch them. You know, and I don't think any of us do that, but I just want, you know, that's not what it's about if anybody's listening on our podcast, and we invite anybody that wants to come on Friday nights, it starts at 7 o'clock right now, and we just come in with no agenda. Our agenda is to get into the presence of God, amen? The agenda is to come and, and get into the Holy of Holies, to come into to the deeper places of God, to learn to worship, to practice worship, to practice prayer, to intercede and lift up the nations to intercede and lift up those who our hearts are touched and broken for them and then get into the holy and God begins to show you people that you don't even know to pray for. And if we will come together and pray more, and we will come together and enter into worship more. God's going to move more. Amen? More chains are going to be broken. More people are going to be set free. More kids are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. More old people are going to be healed. More old people are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen? It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm saying young and old. Because it doesn't matter. You could be four years old and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? I believe Larry's little sister was about three or four years old. And she was filled with the Holy Ghost, jumped about this high, higher than the grand piano she was standing next to when the Holy Ghost fell on her, came upon her. Amen? Mariah and Larry and Asher were listening this morning to Catherine Kuhlman. And she said, she was telling something about when she was only 14 years old and how the Spirit was moving on her. She was already ministering at 14 years old. Amen? So it doesn't matter how old or young we are. What matters is our heart before God. Amen? So, there's so much I want to say this morning. (laughs) And just a couple hours ago, I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But God knows. Amen? Amen? So the message this morning is ablaze. And that's what the Lord showed me Friday night was that he gave me the word ablaze. And I saw a fire. Literally, if I could pick up fire off of a, a blazing fire and hold in my hand, I saw, a, I saw a fire like that burning in complete. There was the place around it was completely and utterly dark, but the fire was burning. And the light was lighting up that place. Amen. That's who you, you are. That's who you are called to be in Christ Jesus. Is that fire burning ablaze? Amen. So I began to search the scriptures for the word ablaze, and a couple of places I found ablaze were uh, where the, the, the Samson set the the foxes' t- tires, foxes' <laughs> tails on fire. He set them ablaze, and they ran. And those foxes ran through the fields and set those fields on fire. Amen. God wants to set your fields on fire amen yeah. Woo. Woo. that's right come on we, we we're pentecostals we're supposed to be quiet <laughs> yep. amen praise the lord amen yes. so we we thank god for that we thank god for what he's doing so well i want to delve into this a little bit about what god is showing me um, this morning and, and bring it around to, to where he's taking us because i this is not uh, a flash in the pan type thing Yes, that's a pun intended for you know fire flashes in the pan, right? When you go to the Japanese restaurant and they and they throw that fire in there, shoo, shoo, it's gone, right? Why? Why does it keep burning? No fuel, burned up all the fuel. Get this, all right? you All right. Y'all just keep that in mind. Tonight, today's message is uh, a blaze. It's entitled "A Blaze." We're going to start in Isaiah sixty six. And I'm going to need you to lean in and listen and hear what the Spirit is saying this morning. We ought to lay aside our own agendas, lay aside our own preconceived ideas, because God's ways are not our ways except when we have the mind of Christ. Amen? When we line our, way, our thinking up with, with Christ and we realize that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and not without Christ Jesus, we, but you know, no. Without Christ Jesus, we are nothing. It is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our understanding comes from where? Jesus come from the Holy Ghost, right? Jesus paid for it so that we can have wisdom and knowledge and understanding and, 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 and get instruction by the Holy Ghost. Amen? Yes. Everybody there? Isaiah chapter 66. I want to pick up in verse 14. (laughs) Y'all stick with me now. Don't jump off the train. Okay, stick with me. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice and your bones shall flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants and his indignation to his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with like chariots, like a whirlwind, to render his anger and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword, the Lord will judge all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. Those who sanctify themselves and purify themselves to go to the gardens after an idol in the midst of eating swine's flesh and abomination of mouse. The, the consumed together says the Lord for I know their work and their thoughts it shall be that I will gather all nations and tongues and they shall come and see my glory amen, amen. <laughs> y'all know why I'm so excited about this I'm, I'm excited because the verse he gave me was verse 15 amen I'm just reading it with you I'm just now reading this with you. That He he says, I will gather them all together and they will see my glory. Stick with me. Flip to Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost, everybody there? Acts chapter 2. This is why we're called Pentecostals. It comes from this verse right here. Acts chapter two. Verse one. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with they were all with one accord in one place. Now this is speaking of the disciples of Jesus Christ. They were in the place in the upper room where Jesus had told them to go and to wait. He told them to go there and to tarry for the Holy Ghost. This is the only time wherever anyone was ever told to tarry and wait for the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is the beginning of Joel chapter 2 being fulfilled. Everybody there? So the disciples were all of one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all. Filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Was there only 12 people in the room? Bible scholars? 120. Men, women, and children. Amen? Okay, thank you. Yes, amen. God is not a respecter of persons. He said in Joel chapter 2 that he would pour his spirit out upon all flesh. Amen? Amen? He didn't say that they had to be a certain color, a certain male or female. Amen? There's only two. It's either male or female. He didn't say you had to be male or female. He didn't say you had to be over the age of 12 or under the age of 80. He didn't say that. Amen? He said he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. All flesh. Now watch what happens next. Verse 5. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation. Who did God say he would gather together? What we just read in Isaiah 66? Every, Every nation. What did he say he would show them? His glory. His glory. What did he say he would send? Fire. Wind and fire. fire. Amen. Amen? Oh, but pastor, this is, this is, not, that. <laughs> this is not that. This is not that. This is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This is a blessing. Yes, it is. This is the blessing, the Holy Ghost being poured out upon all flesh. And this was the beginning of that blessing. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Amen? And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Moms and dads, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. It's not negotiable. Praise the Lord. Amen. But what happens when God sends his glory? We're faced with a decision. God is a God of love and God of peace and a God of mercy and a God of grace and a God of anger and a God of judgment. Amen? Nobody likes those last two. Oh, but God, if God is not a God of judgment, then we ain't saved. Amen? If you serve a God that is not a God of judgment, or the God of judgment, the God who knows righteous judgment, then you cannot be saved. Amen? Amen. There is no salvation. There's no reason for it, because there's no judgment. That makes no sense. Amen? There has to be righteous judgment. He has to judge rightly, because it's who he is. Amen? So when the fire came and when the wind blew in, the, in Acts chapter 2 in the upper room and the people began to see and hear this outpouring of the Holy Ghost and some scoffed and some mocked and some were there, the same ones who drove the, hand, the nails into Jesus' hands and the worse off were ones, the worse off were, that's a non-word, the, the ones that are worse, more guilty were the ones that never touched him. With their hands, or with a nail, or with a hammer. The ones that never bound him to the cross with ropes. It was the ones who cried out, crucify him. Amen? It was the ones that passed judgment on our Lord and Savior to crucify him. Amen? That's what Peter preached to him about. So with that, that woof, woof with that outpouring of the Holy Ghost and them being filled with the Holy Ghost right here in Acts chapter... Y'all forgive me for not knowing the numbers right a second. Holy Ghost is so strong, I can't hardly be still. I think it's chapter
0: 3.
1: Somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, chapter 3. That Peter stands up and preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. He preaches the gospel, but with it comes judgment. Amen? Amen. You have a decision to make. Your sins nailed him there. Amen? That's what he told him. That's what he told the people. Your sins nailed him to the cross. Your mouth nailed him to the cross. Don't you look at that soldier that carried out your your bidding? Don't you blame him? You can't blame Pontius Pilate. You can't blame Herod. It comes down to you. Amen? That's what Peter told him. They had a decision to make. When the Holy Ghost shows up, you have a decision to make. Am I right? Are you going to receive it or not? When peace, like a river, shows up, you have a choice to make, to receive it or to resist it. Amen? That peace will not overtake you unless you give yourself to it. Amen? To him. When the fire of God shows up, you have a decision to make. Will you resist the fire of God? Will you resist this invitation to come into the holiest of holies? Will you resist his presence or will you give up and give in and say, Lord, have your will, have your way. I press into your presence. I don't want to know what's going on around me. All I want to know is you. With your heart's cry begins to be, all I want to see is you. All I want to know is you. All I want to do is your will. I'll go where you tell me to go. I'll do what you tell me to do. I just want to please you, Lord, above all else. They were all in one accord in that upper room. And in one accord, they sought the Lord. And they waited and they tarried until they were in, in obedience to what Jesus had told them. Turn with me to Leviticus chapter 6. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Leviticus. This is way back in the Old Testament. Almost to the front. Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus. Leviticus. (laughs) Leviticus. Leviticus. You could say Leviticus. Leviticus. Everybody there? Yes, Leviticus. Chapter 6. And I would like to pick up in verse 14. I'm sorry, not verse 14, verse 8. Leviticus chapter 6, verse 8. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the hearth upon the altar all night until morning, and the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen... Trousers, And he shall put them on his body and take up the ashes of the burnt offering, which the fire has consumed on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments, put on other garments, and carry the ashes outside the camp to, clean, to a clean place. And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall put, shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it. And he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. A fire shall always be burning on on the altar, it shall never go out. But pastor, we're not in the Old Testament anymore. Jesus came. We don't have to. We don't have to go to a, a cochin and have him. Um, and tell him, or, or, you know, bring a peace offering or a heave offering. We don't have to bring those offerings to the, to the quote-unquote priest anymore. We don't have to do that. He doesn't have to kill the fatted lamb anymore. He doesn't have to fill, kill the fatted calf anymore. He doesn't have to, to consume that offering on the fire anymore. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about the altar of your heart. Jesus came and he became... That fatted calf, amen. He became I mean, lamb. He became the Lamb of God. He was and he is the Lamb of God, amen. amen. Once and for all, he gave his life so that there be no more sacrifices, because he did it all, amen. Amen. So here we are in the 21st century. Here we are. Something. And, and, and the Lord himself is the burnt offering. Jesus Christ gave himself as an offering for us for our sins. And so, and then he said, it is expedient that I go, that the comforter may come. So you go and you wait in the upper room until you are endued with power from on high. And so the disciples did so. All 120 followers went and they waited for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost came and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. They were filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And they went forth into all Judea and Jerusalem. And all around roundabout places, preaching the gospel. Amen? So in that, now where's the altar? Now what do we do? And it became kind of a little struggle between them as, they, as, a, as the new church began to emerge away from the ways that they had done things in the past. And they merged together the, the, the new born-again Gentile church. And the, 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 the Jews that were accepting Christ and coming together would be the, the New Testament church. Amen? And so there was a little struggle trying to figure out, so what are we supposed to do? Well, they had to get before God, didn't they? They had to seek the Lord. Well, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to continue with the burnt offerings? No, the scripture says no, that, that Jesus, Jesus was sent for that. We see the prophecies. We understand it. So they're looking at all these things. They didn't just get up and just go off pell-mell and doing whatever they felt like they sought the scriptures they sought God amen so the scripture shows us and teaches us that now the altar is here and you amen? amen that you are the temple know ye not that you are meant to be the temple of the Holy Ghost if you are born again you are meant to be you are created in his likeness and image to be the temple of the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost amen and that fire shall never go out. It is not God's will that the fire ever go out. Amen. Yeah, and so that, what is the fire? What do they go into the holy of holies to do? What do they go in there for? Worship. Worship. If the fire goes out, then that. Now they had to start all over. So you don't let the fire go out. Amen? The fire is there, a perpetual, continual burning, continuously lifting up that fragrance, that sweet-smelling fragrance before the Lord. It never was to go out. He doesn't want that fire to go out in you. Well, we can only come and worship on Sundays and Wednesdays. I mean, Sundays and Fridays. and, And we can come and learn on Wednesday. But what are you talking about? How can it work? Because he's in you. Amen? It's there. You can enter in any time. Amen? The blood of Jesus cleanses you from all unrighteousness. These guys, these priests, these Levitical priests, had to go through ritual after ritual after ritual before they could get into the Holy of Holies. Jesus paid it all. Amen? Don't take it for granted. Don't act like, well, you know, Jesus paid it all. I can just go on up in there any you know, all kind of way. Your heart has to be in that position. Your heart has to be postured before the Lord. Amen. Humble before Him, knowing that yes, we can come boldly before the throne of grace. What was it, Marjorie said? The only thing that was in there, the only thing, the only thing, the only thing that's in the holiest of holies, there's only one object in there. That's what she said? Is that right? What is it? The mercy seat, the mercy seat, the mercy seat. We come running to the mercy seat. Amen. Mercy we we are, the veil is rent. Jesus rent the veil from top to bottom when on the day that he was crucified. The Lord himself rent that veil so that we could enter in. What are we waiting for? What's well, holding us back? Amen. We're no longer slaves to fear. Fear has no place in us. Fear does not belong to us. Amen? He has not given us the spirit of fear. He gave us the Holy Ghost. Amen? The spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. That's Holy Ghost power. That's Holy Ghost love. That's Holy Ghost soundness of mind. Amen? We're not losing it. The world's losing it. Amen? We have soundness of mind. We are, the Bible says that the, the, the message of the cross is foolishness to them that are perishing. Amen? What is it to us? Huh?
0: It's glory, what?
1: Salvation. Salvation, yeah. Without the cross, we would not be saved. Without Jesus going to the cross, we would not be saved. It's foolishness to them. They mock us for it. Amen? Now, you can put a cross around your neck, it's not going to save you. When I was probably about, I don't know, fifth or sixth grade, my dad carved a, a, uh, an ivory cross for me because I asked him for it. He made me a, a nice wooden, uh, not wooden, an ivory cross, and he carved my name in the back of it. And, um, I guess the date that he gave it to me. And he wrapped it in silver, a little silver twist around the middle of the cross, put it on a silver chain and gave it to me. And I I thought that cross meant, you know, maybe I was a little bit more spiritual. I was just a little kid. We didn't really go to church and I was trying to figure things out on my own. And I thought that cross might help me get closer to God. But I realized real quick it wasn't doing nothing for me. Amen? It's the cross of Jesus Christ. It's what he did. It's the work that he did at Calvary for us to save us. In Acts chapter 2 he poured out the spirit of God the Holy Ghost, the blessing and the people well, let, me, let me go back he poured out that blessing on all those people that were there and all the people that were gathered together all around, there were people from all over every nation were there and they saw it and they heard it and they, were, they came to that moment, that point in time, not by accident. They weren't brought there by accident. They might have thought they just came to be on vacation or just to get away from that house for a while or just to come into town to get some, some mangoes because there was people from all over, the, all over the world there bringing goods. And they thought they might could get some good stuff. No, God brought them there for that moment in time. Amen? Amen? And as they were brought there, God brought them there to show them the judgment. To show them that they had a choice, to show them the glory of God, to show them that he was, that all this time that Israel had rejected. He told them all throughout the Old Testament if you continue to reject me, I'm going to give it to the Gentiles. Am I, am I right? If you continue to do this, I'm going I'm to extend the offer to the Gentiles. Well, that's the, like the most disgusting thing to, to the Jews at the time. Amen? Or to a devout Jew and so there were devout Jews there the first thing that that Luke wrote right there in Acts chapter 2 was that there were devout Jews right so there were people there they had to see that judgment when the fire of God was poured out when the wind blew and the judgment of God was there to show them that this is that moment in time where no more will your rituals get you in no more will your religious acts get you in only the blood of Jesus amen if you're looking to be saved so that, or so, that you can, so that you can get into heaven, then you're looking to be saved for the wrong reason. Amen? We come to him because he loves us. He draws us by his spirit to Jesus. And Jesus says, come to me and I'll wash you in my blood. You come to me and you humble yourself before me. And yes, I'll do it. But if you're coming just because you want to be, you know, just just because you want a free pass into heaven, that's not it. You're missing it. You're missing the point. Amen? The point is his love. The point is that we fall hopelessly and helplessly in love with him because of what he's done, because we see him for who he is, because we experience love like we've never experienced before in our lives. He's irresistible. What God has for us should be irresistible to us. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And so they saw it, and many were saved. How many were saved when Peter stood up and preached that hard message and told them, You're the one? How many people got saved? Just a few? Just a couple? How many? good answer bible scholar up here she says thousands <laughs> thousands was it two was it five five come on guys anyway it was thousands not just a couple not just a handful thousands of people got saved not just one thousand but thousands with an s <laughs> right amen sometimes i wonder if god sent me here so you will know that you don't have to preach every single little you know number perfectly. Unless God wants you to know the number, he'll give it to you. Amen? The point is, thousands of people got saved. Not just a couple, not just a few, but thousands. Lots and lots of Jews gave their lives to Christ, Jesus Christ, that day. Amen? Jews for Jesus ain't a new thing. (laughs) Amen? 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 It started right then and right there. They began following Jesus. Some of them were called by Jesus personally. Amen? Glory to God. So they, they were faced with that opportunity. They were faced with that choice, that decision. And, and many of them chose Jesus Christ and began to follow. 3,000 right down the middle. 3,000 were saved. Thank you, um, Guilford. Oh, I keep getting tongue-tied. I keep wanting to say Garfield. <laughs> like, don't say Garfield. It's Guilford. Just be honest. Thank you, Brother Guilford. Alright, so um, when we see this and we're faced with this, when you come into the presence and the glory of God, I had a dream. I just remember a dream I had. And in that dream, this, this person wanted a camera. They wanted a good camera. They wanted a, a really good one to be able to focus really well. And, and, and you know, I kind of you know, they wanted to be able to catch things that are hard to see with the human eye. And and I asked him, I said, why do you want a camera like that? Well, what are you going to do with a camera that can capture things like that? And they said, I want to take a picture of the glory of God. No. No. We don't need to take pictures to try to capture the glory of God. Amen? Amen. The glory of God is captured here. Amen? Amen? The glory of God is captured where his, your spirit bears witness with his spirit. His spirit bears witness with your spirit. The glory of God is captured here, not on film, not on digital display. Amen? Amen. Not on digital data stuff. I don't want to misspeak on whatever I'm trying to say here. But it's not captured. God is not, doesn't want you spending your time. You know what? Can you imagine? Just, Just walk down this brief aisle with me for a second. Can you imagine this place being filled with the tangible presence of God? I don't want you imagining like weird imagining. I just want you to think for a second. If this place, anybody ever see it? Anybody ever experience the tangible presence of God? Anybody ever smell this presence? Anybody ever feel? Y'all know what I'm talking about? And you can see it. The Shekinah glory and people start pulling out their phone and taking a picture? I'm going to preach down here and get my professional camera outfit, and I'm going to start panning around the room trying to capture the presence of... No! I'm going to fall down on my knees in this presence. Amen? The posture of your heart is is in awe of him. We should be in awe of him. Amen? get back up. We don't need to be Trying to capture it, or trying to write it, or take a picture. Amen. We don't. We don't need to be over here with a big canvas and some paints and looking at glory and trying to paint it. Amen. I'm gonna shut up now. When the presence of God is in your presence, when you are in the presence of God, don't look to the left or to the right. Amen? Don't be thinking about how you're going to share this with somebody else or how you're going to show this picture to somebody else. You go in there and you soak up every bit of what he's got for you. Amen? And when you come out, it will be overflowing. It will be evident. When Moses went up the mountain and he was in the presence of God, he came back down the mountain, it was evident. Amen? His face shone with the glory of God. His hair changed color, right? He had walked through the desert for 40 years with a bunch of fussy people around and around in circles, murmuring and complaining. He had faced Korah. He had faced other things that had come against him and, and other mean, hateful things, his own sister coming against him. And yet, on the last days, his eyes had not waxed cold. He still had 20-20 vision. And his sandals had not worn out. Amen? And the Bible says he had not lost his moisture. So he was still nimble. He was still able to move about. And he was an old man. The glory of God. Amen? The glory of God is life. The glory of God is peace. The glory of God is love. The glory of God is righteous judgment. The glory of God will will bring you to a place where you don't want any more of what the world has to offer. You don't want any more of the junk that your flesh has been trying to get you to hold on to. It begins to fall off like scales, like the scales that fell off of Paul's eyes. Mm -hmm. Let it go. Give it to God. He says, just give it to me, child. Let me handle it. Let me do this. Amen? We keep trying to do stuff in our own intelligence, our own will, or, yes, our own will, and our own trying to figure things out, our own effort, our own energy, our own money, our own thoughts. Oh my gosh, they'll, they'll run you into the ground if you let it. Amen? Yep. Give it to God. Let your thoughts be established by Him. Yeah. Amen? All right. Keep sticking here with me. We had a little bit more to go. Not much. Just a little. Psalm 104. Psalm 104. Glory to God in the highest. Father, we give you glory. We thank you, Jesus. I'll shut up. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 104. This way I wrote it down. I hope I got the right one. Yes. Okay, here we go. Ready? Verse 1. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. O oh Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. Who cover yourself with light as with a garment. Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. Why do we want to argue with a God like that? (laughs) Let's just get on his side. Amen? He lays, verse 3, the beams. He lays the beams of the upper chambers in the waters. Who makes the clouds his chariot. Who walks on the wings of the wind. Who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. And the fire will never, shall never, shall never go out. Amen. Amen. You know, one one thing. There's a lot of stuff I love about God. But one of the things I like and I love about God and God's word is that he speaks in definitives. Amen. He says it will never go out. Well, what does that mean? I've seen lots of people backslide and, and, and choose to go the wrong way. And I've seen fires go out. But God says this fire will never go out.
0: Amen.
1: Amen. Because God is his fire. He will not be quenched. Amen. He will not be put out. His worship is forever. And it will not stop. Amen. The angels are round about him. The angels are created beings. Angels are not dead people. They are created beings, and God created them. They are not created in his likeness and image as we are. Amen. Amen. They are created beings, and one of their jobs, one of their purposes is to cry, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Day and night and night and day, and yet there is no night in heaven. And yet they cry all the time. Holy, holy. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. I remember, I just have to share this with y'all. The first time I was teaching Sunday school, I was just, just a young Sunday school teacher and I was sitting on the floor in this little trailer, and I had all these kids sitting around on the floor. And for some reason, we were reading from the book of Revelation. <laughs> little kids, too. Devon must have been one of the oldest, but I think Brittany's probably the oldest one there. Well, maybe and Sheree, Sheree was probably the oldest and they were, they, these little kids were all sitting around listening to us read and for some reason you know, I began to read and I, began to, I just began to do my arms like this while I was talking to them about the angels and they were just, and, and, you know, there's something about movement, amen when you worship God and you just lift up your hands and you love him, don't be ashamed amen don't, do not be ashamed, the Bible tells us lift up your hands amen Lift up your hands, lift up your voice, sing, dance. Don't feel crazy, amen. You're not crazy. You're rejoicing in front of God. Now I'm sitting in front of these little kids, and I'm doing my hands kind of back and forth, like as if I had wings. I don't know. And and I start, and I start telling about the scripture, and I'm reading the scripture. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, and is, and is to come. And you could feel that that you could feel that little room. Fill up with the presence of God. As I was just reading the scripture, I couldn't stop reading. I just kept reading it over and over and over again. The kids' eyes were getting bigger and bigger. And we were all just in awe of the presence of God filling that little Sunday school room that day. Worship him. Just worship him. Worship him. Don't stop. Just keep pressing in there. Just keep worshiping him. Amen. Amen. The last note I have written, these were written an hour ago, by the way. So, The last note that I have is that today we continue to keep the fire on the altar of our hearts. Worship is that fire, the fuel for that fire. Worship is the fuel for the fire that is on the altar. Amen? God spoke to, gave me a vision one time for a young man. And in that, that vision, I could see him walk past me, and he had this stop. It wasn't a center. It was like a net. I don't know what it was made out of, but it looked like a net. And in that net was the coals. And those coals were bright, burning hot. There's no way you could put those coals inside of like a, a cloth or a hemp net. It had to, I don't know what it was. It was spiritual. And I heard the Spirit say, don't let the fire go out. Never let the fire go out. And that word was for a young man who at the time had no idea that I know of that he was called to worship, to call to be one of the people that God appointed to never let that fire go out. As sons and daughters of God, he speaks to us and he says, my child, Don't let the fire go out. Don't let the cares of this world quench what I have started in you. Don't let the cares of this world pull you away from what I have for you, the good things that I have for you. The world has all sorts of enticements and all sorts of things that look good, but what I have is better, and it is eternal, and it is lasting. Do not let the fire go.
0: If you want to come to
1: the altar, the altar's always open. We're going to close out a prayer right now. Does anybody want to come up? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for all these who are coming, Father. We just praise you. We give you honor. Oh, Holy Ghost, have your way.